Hey everyone, before we start the show today, I have an important favor to ask you. Over and over again, we've had people tell us just how much they love our unique show format, coaching everyday freelancers to help them scale. But here's the tough truth. We can't do a show like this on our own. Sure, we could just do a few interviews with the same authors and experts you hear on all your other favorite podcasts, but we love talking with real freelancers in the trenches. So here's the favor. If you've been lurking in the shadows, if you've been listening for a while, but you've never come on the show, we need you. Visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page where you can sign up to come chat with me and Clay on your own episode. Your business doesn't have to be perfect, your website doesn't have to be live, and you don't have to know anything about podcasting. We want to help you make progress in your business. That's it. So visit freelance2founder.com or click the link in our episode description and we'll chat soon. Okay, now onto the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, do you keep hearing about how important networking is, but really just don't enjoy it? In this episode, we chat with Morgan, a freelancer from Chicago. Morgan can see the potential in networking with local clients, but can't quite figure out how to do it best. So Clay and I start brainstorming a few fun and exciting ways she can leverage her unique talents to network with local business owners and potential clients. Stick around for this fun brainstorming session right after this quick message from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Freelance to Founder. Uh, I am Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air is my friend Clay Mosley from GitDripify. Hey Clay. What's going on? I should say GitDripify.com. Got to give the full plug there (laughs) for Clay's awesome work. Uh, If you're Looking to level up some of your entrepreneurial skills, go ahead and check out what Clay's working on over there. Super cool stuff. Also joining us on the air uh, is our new friend, Morgan, calling from near Chicago in the U.S. Hey, Morgan. Hey, how are you? Good. Excited to have you. Thanks so much for being here. Um, I also have to, I also have to like share how awesome uh, this is with the listeners, and that is that Clay messaged me like 40 minutes ago and was like, I have had hiccups for two days. Do you still want me to come on the podcast? And I was like, of course I still want you to come on the podcast. We're just going to mute your hiccups or whatever. And then by some miracle 20 minutes ago, Clay's two-day uh, two day stretch of hiccups just just went away. So just there in case go. they... The free, 
<laughs> Freelance to Founder podcast has cured me more than, in more than that's one right. way. That's right. That's right. Yes. The miracle of Freelance to Founder, the podcast. And uh, and in case they come back, you'll know what that, what that sound is too, right? So we're hoping they don't come back for Clay because that just is not fun. But uh, <laughs> anyway, enough about Clay's hiccups. We're going to dive into Morgan's business a little bit today. Morgan, why don't you kick off by telling us uh, a little bit about your business, who you work with, who your clients are, what kind of work you do, all that. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Morgan. I'm a multi-passionate brand and website designer, as well as a photographer. I work with creative entrepreneurs and started positioning my business as a studio since I offer services that work hand-in-hand. And this last summer, I actually launched my website template shop to create some passive income. Um, I've also never worked corporate, so I've started freelancing based on the knowledge that I've learned since I started. Mm. And whether that's been through mentors or other business owners and online advice. So yeah, that's me. Oh, super interesting. So a lot of self-taught stuff. Um, did you like study at university or anything for any of the work you do? Or, or has it all is, is that all self-taught as well? Yeah, I went to uh, Columbia College, Chicago. It was kind of a while ago. I couldn't even remember. Um, <laughs> but I went there for graphic design and art history. So I've always known like photography and like visual arts in my background. I've always been a creative person, but graphic design was definitely new to me when I went to school. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. That's such a good. It's a good. It's such a good a um, uh, combo. I think like to have photography skills along with creative graphic skills um, with web skills like that is fantastic. Yeah, it, it helps you like take on a whole a whole project instead of just a piece of a project, right? You can you can like design someone's website, help them do a refresh on their brand, uh, add photos to their website that are not like stock photos or whatever. Like it's it's just a cool mix of creative services that you can kind of offer everything all on your own. Yeah, and I definitely wanted to incorporate photography with the websites that I was designing. And I even like, even if somebody is out of reach and location, um, I could offer creative direction for their brand photo shoots and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm looking at your portfolio while we talk, and it's, it's clear that like your, your photography definitely stands out. Um, in in the work that you do like it's not like sometimes photography is just so boring and sort of an afterthought of a design or a project and it's very obvious that it's been uh, a major part of your projects here in fact let's uh let's plug your uh portfolio your website do you want to let people know where they can find you yeah my website is www.markowski.studio there's no .com at the end. I know that can be confusing. And then I'm also on Instagram. So it's just at Markowski.studio. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit more about your um, your current clients or, or the kinds of clients you really like working with. What, what's kind of your ideal client? My ideal client is somebody who is creative and open-minded. So recently I've been working with hairstylists who hmm. have been breaking out of their salon environment and working for themselves, as well as other artists like photographers, music artists, um, blog DIY brands in Chicago, things like that. 
Super cool. And how, how are you finding these kinds of clients? Like, are you just reaching out to them uh, sort of manually or are they finding you through Instagram or what do you, what do you find is, is one of the most common ways that you're finding these clients? Most recently, they've been referred or they've already been connected with me through friends or family and things like that. Um, and it really creates a personal experience, which I love because I can really get to know them on not like a friend basis, but a more personal and open conversation type experience. Mm. Yeah. And are you working with uh, other freelancers right now? Do you have a team? Is it just you? What What's the current state of your business in that regard? It's mostly just me, though I've subcontracted a marketing manager last summer when I was launching my website template shop because marketing is not my um, expertise. I don't know much about it. So she really helped me doing that. And then she also Mm, pivoted into brand design and website design as well. And she was offering design assistance. So when I was on a design retainer with a product-based business, she helped me a lot do some back-end stuff for my business, like business cards and business cards for clients and things like that. Oh, cool. Very cool. So you have worked with some sub subcontractors like that and and um, you have a little bit of experience doing that. Let's let's talk through then, you know, listeners of the show know very well that every time we have a guest on like Morgan, that they fill out a you fill out a questionnaire. And on that questionnaire, among many other things, we ask you, where are you currently on this freelancer to founder scale? Uh, and and zero being freelance. 10 being founder. I think it's actually one, sorry, one being freelance, 10 being founder. You put Morgan on the scale that you're currently at a three. Um, and so closer to the freelance side, but that you'd like to be more like a six, maybe just like sort of starting to tip over into being a, a founder or running a company, maybe with maybe with team members or bigger clients or that sort of thing. Maybe could you paint a picture for us of what a six looks like in your mind? What's What's a... Like 12 months from now, what's a perfect picture for your business? I think um, it would mostly be my systems will be placed and I know the ins and outs of my business, like what works for me and what doesn't. And I'm mostly just working on client projects with maybe some, um, some sorry, <laughs> subcontractors involved. And also a plus would be to have consistent passive income. Hmm. Yeah. I meant to ask, what percentage of your income currently comes from from that passive stuff that you launched last year? I've only sold two templates so far, so I think you know that's that's a small win, but I yeah. would definitely like to push it a lot more. Yeah, how long have you cool. been trying to sell the the templates? Just curious. Um, I believe September was when I launched it because that was when I hit a year in my business. So I wanted to do like a fun launch. Cool. No, that's amazing that you sold oh, very too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> I, I would re- re- rephrase that and instead of saying, oh, I have only sold two. Be like, I sold two. Like, yeah. That's really. amazing because that means you validated it. So like, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I actually sold a third one, but it was more in an upscale project. So she picked out a template and I rebranded it for her as well. Oh, I love that. That's a cool idea too. Like uh, that helps you save on overhead and start up, like, like startup costs on each project. Helps you have right. like a foundational and, starting point. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it can bring in more projects with less time involved. Or yeah. I can subcontract people to rebrand those templates. Because mm, they're like familiar with the templates after a while and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. I like that. Cool. So so you mentioned I was taking notes while you said, you know, here's what I want my business to look like in, in 12 months. And you, you sort of passed over something. Uh, you said, I want my systems to be in place. Can you tell us what that might look like? Yeah, I think I'm always kind of going into my CRM, which I use Dubsado. And I have contracts, questionnaires, and things like that. I just am always updating them or editing them as I work with people. And I would just like a more automated workflow and know each step that I'm taking with each project that I have. I see. So like a, a system that maybe automates a little more of your project management, a little more of your client communication or contracts or things like that. Right. So so when we say systems, you know, are you are you talking you're not talking necessarily about like client acquisition systems, you're talking more about like once the client's in the door, you'd really love to have a very automated clear process for onboarding, working on a project, completing a project, billing, getting paid, all of that kind of process. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, great. I think we'll have a lot to add to the conversation today on on that subject, I guess. Let's let's start off, Morgan. What do you feel like is maybe the biggest hurdle that you're facing then? Where where do you think we could help you the most? If we could do one thing to help you, what would it be? I think currently I just don't have consistent leads. It kind of feels like I'm waiting for them to come to me. And I was thinking maybe I'm not marketing myself strategically. So this year I wanted to focus on connecting and networking with online and local businesses who could potentially be clients. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is a very common... Uh, uh, what, what, I don't want to say frustration, but common... Uh, answer, I guess you could say for that question for all, a lot of guests that we have is uh, more consistent leads. I, I, Preston, if you don't mind, I kind of, kind of go for uh, it. Go for it here. Um, I just want to say, I'm, I'm super happy that you said local because I think not a lot of people uh, try to go after the local business because the, the whole idea of like getting business online at home in your pajamas, over Zoom, you know, like on the beach, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this whole picture perfect thing of like, oh yeah, I'm on the beach and like got a whole bunch of leads coming in. Like, I think that is very, uh, people glamify that <laughs> too much. And I, I honestly think there's more money in local, depending on where you are. Like if there's some people here that, live out in the middle of nowhere like okay that's one thing um but you know you'd, you'd still be surprised like even out even in small towns right if you can be famous in a that's five true. mile radius of or or the only you're like the go-to person in a five mile radius of a even a small town you know you can yeah, make that's pretty true. good money that's true yeah you could be the person yeah um my point here is is that uh i i think from this is from my personal experience is that local clients, it's a lot easier to get them to pay more money because they want to do business with people locally. And so 
I I would start there. I would put focus there, especially mm. when I know like I know we're in like this COVID era of like nobody wants to get out or or the opposite, people want to get out. Um, but I think whoever can break through that barrier and put whatever measures in place that you feel like you need to do, but whoever can break that barrier of like doing business with people locally, not over Zoom and do it over a coffee or something. I think those people are going to come out on top if you can figure that out right now. Because pe- I think people are itching to mm-hmm. to and people meet are like over Zoom. <laughs> like Zoom yeah. fatigue is real, and it's like I don't want to do one more thing over Zoom. If someone invites me to get a drink or something, I'm like all over that because I'd I'd much yeah. rather do that than hop on a, even on a, on a phone call or something. Right? If someone invites me to go get a coffee or something, like it's just such a better experience to sit mm-hmm. down somewhere and chat face to face with someone of course obviously being careful and and you know all the all the disclaimers like <laughs> depending on when you hear this and and what the yeah. regulations are and whatever but like yeah i i agree i also can i add clay we've talked a ton in the past on the podcast about um the power of local clients but we have a one specific episode that i i was thinking and i looked up here and it's called unleashing the power of local clients and it was a call that we had with keegan in louisiana and um, he was building a web oh, yeah, design Keegan. business. Yeah. And and we talked all about how to attract local clients. Like the whole episode is just like some of our best ideas on local clients. So I will make sure to send that to you, Morgan. And obviously for the listeners, we'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, but it's a, it's a quick listen on just a bunch of good ideas for getting local clients too. But Morgan, I'm, I'm curious, like, have you done anything to try to build local relationships, do any sort of networking locally? Like what has already happened and where do you feel like we could help support you? So recently I printed out some thank you cards and holiday cards and business cards because I felt like because of the online business revolution, nobody was doing that anymore. And so I wanted to kind of get a step ahead. And so during the holidays, I sent some holiday cards to local businesses um, and then I also just wanted to go into the coffee shop down the street and grab a coffee, maybe talk to the manager and just introduce myself or go get my hair done at the local hairstylist or something like that and just talk about their goals and aspirations and what's going on at the salon and see if there's any way that I can sell my services but not be super salesy. So those are some things that I've been yeah, doing, but I, I haven't that. been to any networking events yet. Honestly, like I mean, you know, there's there's definitely power in networking events if you can do them right and if they're your style. But for some people, like I I think I I kind of wish I was an app developer because I swear every time I go get my hair cut, if it's someone that hasn't already asked me the basic like what do you do kinds of questions, it's always like I always tell them what I do, which is sometimes hard. And then they're like, so like, do you know how to develop a web app? Because I want I want to hire someone to develop an app for me. And I'm like, I wish I did because everybody for some reason asks me that question. It'd be cool if you could find, yeah, <laughs> like, like a place where, you know, you could go as a customer or a number. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? 
getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Number of places where you can go as a customer and start building your network that way. That's so much more natural, right? Than than like a networking event where you dress up and you go stiffly shake hands with people and it's like kind of awkward. Yeah, that's definitely why I haven't joined the corporate field because it just doesn't, it's not my vibe. <laughs> you should get a t-shirt made. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard the story? Yeah. Have you heard Clay's story about that? Was that the one where you wrote like web designer or something on your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can't take credit for the idea. It was from another article on Milo that I took the idea from and I ran with it and and I I went all in on it. And it was because of the fact that I hate networking. I still do to this day. I yeah. hate networking. It's just like it's small. It's because I hate small talk. And mm-hmm. I'm just a very direct to get to the point person and so like I hated repeating myself over and over again. I'm I'm a web designer. I'm a web designer. Like so I was just like, okay, let me just get a t-shirt made so that that way people know what I do without even me having to say a word. And so it, it kind of it worked really really well. Um and so that that was my whole shtick with with networking. Like networking was great. I made like it was very successful, but I hate I hated it. Mhm. It'd be cool, Morgan, if you could find like your own twist on that, right? Like um, it could be a t-shirt, it could be something else where it's like, yeah, everywhere you go, you go to the grocery store, you know, you, you already already break through the ice of like, I'm a, I'm a branding expert or I'm a designer or I'm a photographer. 
And somehow you just like automatically break through there and just make people aware. And like Clay's team started wearing these shirts all over and like they kind of became like locally famous as just like the black shirt, white text guys. And, and, um, and everyone kind of just like knew that was his company and his brand. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even have our logo on it. It was just literally a black shirt with white letters that just said web designer. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it I love that brand. idea. <laughs> But I, but I love the idea of you like finding places that you already um, already shop or already go or already have you know get services. That's like a great way. I actually think that's a great little hack for anyone who like doesn't have a local network, right? You just you just go as a customer and and start making friends with like I do this. Like I like I go to a lot of businesses that are locally owned because I just really appreciate that. Um, and so like, I'll strike up a conversation with the owner and just talk about business because I like to talk about business and marketing and whatever. And, and so I've made like a lot of local business owner friends, um, or at least maybe not friends, but at least like professional acquaintances where if I had a service to pitch them, I could totally pitch them. That's a, that could be a cool way to maybe get your foot in the door. Yeah, I really like that idea, especially local businesses. I think I had a lot more connections in Chicago when I actually lived in the city, but now being kind of in the suburbs and having like little towns every 10, 15 minutes from Mm. my house, um, it's a little bit more difficult, but I think if I just did that on the weekends or my morning, during my morning routine or something or route, like I could totally just go in and spark up conversation. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And that, that'll get you, and I don't know how comfortable you are with networking and just having conversations like that. I think that'll get you more comfortable um, and just getting more confident in that. Um, I, I there's, there's one thing I think you could do, and I think you have a very advantageous um, skill set that most web designers and developers have, don't have. Um, and that's the fact that you have photography skills. So here's what I would encourage you to do. And you can get so many leads with this. And I, I promise you, if you do this and you do it right, you're going to get business from it. But everybody, every business person needs a headshot, right? A very simple headshot. I think if you created an event that was like a pop-up headshot event, where you set up a like you know a backdrop or or whatnot in one location, maybe it's a studio that you have, or if you can rent out a space or something like that. But it's one location, and you say, "Hey, uh, anybody who wants a headshot, it's like fifty bucks or twenty five bucks, like super inexpensive." And the reason you can do it so inexpensive is because you're doing all of this in one location, and people are coming to you in in like what a, like a good uh, in like one session, right? Just one after another. Um, you could even I've seen people do this for free just to get leads. And once you do these headshots, you know you deliver the headshots and you go, oh hey, by the way, I was just gonna let you know I also do websites. And so that could be a really good way of drumming up a lot of leads and just getting a lot of emails um, in a really fun yeah. way that's within your skill set. And you can do it in such a big batch instead of like transactionally just walking into different mm. places and having one-on-one conversations. Like 
that right there is so time consuming. But if you do the headshots, you're not only are you providing value to them, but they they already trust you once once they get the headshot. So it's a lot easier yeah, for them to say the yes to a website. Yeah. yeah, I love that. You could even like I'm thinking like the small towns that I've lived in or 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 stayed at for a while. Like you could even go like down the 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 equivalent of Main Street, right? Hometown Main Street. It's like you you walk down Main Street. Maybe maybe one weekend you walk down Main Street and you um, go into as many shops as you can and you say I'm I'm doing free headshots or cheap headshots or whatever for or even like I'll do product shots. Like I'll I'll take five pictures of anything you want me to take a picture of, right? Like you could you could totally just spin this however you want um, to really build your brand. But you could say I'm offering this service. I'll be back next Saturday or I'll be back whenever. And I'll just stop by. And if you want it, we'll take care of it real quick. Done. And then you come back. First, you show that you're reliable, that you do what you say you're going to do, right? So that's an automatic like brand boost. You come in, you take care of the pictures, you walk to the next shop, you do the same. And so instead of like having a booth, you could even just like walk up and down the street on on sort of these smaller, obviously like this isn't going to work downtown Chicago probably, but um, some of these smaller towns, like you could really walk into a lot of like owner owner run and and uh, whatever, like these smaller locally owned shops. And then you could you could do this same idea, and then and then yeah, it's it's a perfect foot in the door to then say like, hey, I live here, you know, nearby too. I live ten minutes north of here or whatever, and and uh, I love designing websites for local companies, locally owned companies. You could even like, obviously, you take the headshot. You need to get it to them somehow, right? So you collect their email address. Boom, you automatically have an email and some info to put into your CRM. I think it could be a really cool way to start generating some leads. Whether you set up a booth or whether you go knocking door to door, like whatever your style is, I think either way, you're you're starting to build some local leads. Yeah, I love these ideas. I feel like I just have a spark of just like multiple ideas that I can implement into mm-hmm. marketing myself. Well, good. What what else? Uh, maybe maybe we've had a couple of good ideas there. What else can we help you with? I mean, what what other hurdles do you feel like you're facing as you try to uh, grow your business over the next year? Um, I think another thing that is kind of hard for me, and maybe it's just a me thing, but it's scheduling out specific tasks throughout the week, like. How much time should I be lead tracking? How much time should I be marketing myself? And just things like that. I think that's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around is to see like what's the most important thing that I should be focusing on or should Mm. I try to balance it out throughout the week? I think we've done an episode on this, haven't we? Uh, About the never-ending sales loop or what, what did you call it, Preston? Oh man, I don't the, remember the 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 uh, the what do you call it the feast famine cycle. That's mm, what. It, yeah, and knowing like when when to sell and when to work and finding that balance. Yeah, that about. yeah, yeah. Because I think and Morgan, I don't know if this is what you're talking about. I think it plays into it, especially as a solo um, entrepreneur or freelancer, is that you do you do a lot of sales and marketing activity, and then you get a client. And then you, then you switch gears, and then you start working on that project. But the problem is, is that your sales and marketing activity kind of goes away while you're working on project work. And then you finish the project, and then now you're trying to drum up business because 
because you're you stop sales and marketing activity. So it's kind of like this up, down, up, down, it's never ending. Is that does that sound familiar to you at all? Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a very common thing um among freelancers. And I, I think when it comes to like time management, I think this is something that you're just gonna have to figure out um what it is that that uh, I, well kind of kind of my rule of thumb is what do the things that produce the most revenue mm-hmm. so like if project work obviously produces revenue right you have to do that sales and marketing activity produces revenue um but what are the things that don't like do you do like administrative work do you like push papers from one side of the desk to the other that that took you all day that didn't really do anything like those kinds of tasks, like just like data entry or like just the really small, minimal tasks, maybe you can outsource that to a virtual assistant of some yeah. sort. I I always say like fifteen dollar an hour task should be should be outsourced. And so maybe that's like a good rule of thumb. But as far as like your process of time management, I mean, there's so many different things that so many different ways you can do that. Like I like time blocking on my calendar, and so. I think that's just something you got to kind of figure out on your own. It's like, what kind of method works best for me to be the most productive? Yeah, and I'll add something to that too. Um, I was recently, I recently started listening to the audiobook of a, of um, Dave Ramsey's book called Entree Leader. And normally, I'm not a huge fan of Dave Ramsey. I disagree with him a lot in in a lot of places. But uh, he he wrote this book called Entree Leader, which is like entrepreneur and leader put together. And he reminded me of. Um, this thing called the Eisenhower matrix, which maybe you've heard of. And it's like, there's four quadrants. There's urgent and important, not urgent and important, urgent and not important, and not urgent and not important, right? And it helps you identify the most urgent and important work uh, that you need to do in your business. And so like, there's lots of urgent stuff that's just not that important. And that's stuff you can delegate or hire for, like Clay's talking about. There's stuff that's not important and it's also not urgent. And you can just totally cut that stuff out of your business. And then that'll free up time for the urgent and important stuff. And, and when we say urgent, like I think it, I think that can be taken a lot of different ways. I love the context Clay has laid out, which is like urgent can also mean revenue generating because as a business, that is the most urgent thing you're working on, especially as a new business, fairly new business. Like it's urgent that you you stabilize your income um, so that your business can continue for for many years to come. So I think it could that could be an interesting exercise to like draw out. I, I'll share a link in in the show notes, but also you can Google Morgan the Eisenhower Matrix and see what I'm talking about. But you could draw out like four boxes and and start to say like, okay, what activities am I doing that are really just not that important and they're taking up a bunch of my time during the day? Maybe maybe I need to hire for those, or maybe I need to get rid of those entirely. Um, and one example would be like for my business, I noticed that a lot of social media activity didn't really move the needle on our revenue. And so while I'm a marketer and I believe in social media as a marketing tool, and I've seen the value of it in other projects I've done, in, in my particular business right now, uh, social media wasn't moving the needle enough for the amount of time I was putting into it. And so I just cut that out for the most part. We automated most of it and then some of my team handles other little parts of it. But we don't. I don't spend like hours and hours every day posting on social media and trying to get followers and all that sort of thing because it just doesn't move the needle in my revenue. 
So there's probably things like that in your business that you could eliminate and free up more time to, to find more clients, to treat your clients better, to train yourself to get higher ticket clients, things like that. I don't know. What's, what's resonating here, Morgan? Are we headed in the right direction? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think I've heard of that um, that exercise that you mentioned. The, you said it was the Eisenhower Yeah, the matrix. Eisenhower matrix. Yep. Matrix. Okay. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. And I think I definitely should sit down and reevaluate kind of what's working, what's not. And just based off of my past experience working with clients, I think networking and connecting with other entrepreneurs and businesses is the way to go. Mm. Photography. I would utilize the photography. (laughs) Big time. I wish I had that (laughs) skill set. I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well good i think i think this has been uh helpful hopefully it's been helpful for you morgan where i we have a little bit of time more are there more questions more hurdles we could help you face overcome i should say um i think the only other question that came up while we were chatting is that uh do you think that i'm offering too much or do you think it there's a way to combine all of my services into one package? I think you could do packages. Um, I So I like the idea of packages because it's almost like picking off of, like choosing off a menu. Um, like you could have a, a website plus photography package or, uh, you know, that, that could just be an example. However, I, I would... I wouldn't go. Just be careful about this because this is this is sales. Uh, what I'm about to talk about. Um, whenever you're having a conversation with somebody and they're they're interested in your services, don't go into it thinking you're going to sell a certain package. Um, because like what you need to do is just ask questions first and, and see where they currently are. See what they what they actually need, and then and then make a recommendation for a certain package because you might get into a convert you might go into a meeting and you might be thinking, oh, this person wants a website. But once you have that conversation with that person, oh, it turns out that they're actually happy with their website, but they hate the photography. So maybe you just sell them a photography package and that's it. And because of that, you might get the website later. But if you try to sell them on a website plus photography package combined, when they're actually happy with their website, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose the sale. And so, like, there is a such thing as overselling. Yeah. So I don't think you can. I, I don't think. I don't think you're offering too much. Just make sure that you're offering the right thing, depending on how the conversation goes with that person. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, my advice was similar. It's like it's okay to have lots of different options, but um, yeah, don't don't go in with like the all inclusive package to every every pitch. Just because you have it doesn't mean you have to sell it in the first opportunity, right? In fact, if it were me, I would say like, what's the easiest thing to close? Um, and then I would figure out how to upsell to my other stuff. So like, if you find that it's really easy to convince people to uh, get a photo session or something. Right then, I would I would sell as many of those as I could, and then I would also get really I would optimize my process for upselling from a photo session to 
a rebrand or a web website design or like whatever yeah. whatever your different packages are. Um, I would first get them in the door and captured as a customer, and then I would upsell them from there because Clay's right. If you try to do it all in the beginning, they'll just walk away, right? So like, um, you probably know. I mean, I'll ask you, Morgan. Do you know? Do you know like of, of all your services, what do you find is the easiest for you to sell? Like, you don't have to, you know, really convince people. People say yes more often. Uh, they seem more excited to work with you on certain kinds of things. Like, what would that project be? It does seem more like photography or my designer in a day package. Oh, interesting. Okay. Tell us about that. Um, basically, I've I've been asked to do different graphic design projects. And so instead of it being dragged out through a couple weeks, uh, I've put them all into one day. So they can choose like four to six projects depending on the in like the how big it is and things like that. So mm. that's been really nice to just kind of save time but also work on multiple projects in one day for someone. Oh that's really cool. I really, really like that. So I yeah, I think some of those just simpler packages, a photo shoot or a, a day of design or you know instead of like trying to sell them like a $25,000 branding package or something which don't get me wrong upsell them that later but but get them in the door with something maybe a little more inexpensive a little less time consuming for you and very simple to understand then you don't have to worry about like these giant proposals which everyone who listens to the show knows that we hate proposals um you don't have to worry about like drafting up these giant complicated contracts or proposals, you can just book them, get them as a customer, build your trust. And then like Clay said, then later you hit them with another service that you offer potentially. Yeah, I love that idea. Thank you guys. Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun for me. Clay, anything you want to add before we uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think it was a good episode. Um, I, I, just, I, I just want to... I've said it more than once. I want to reiterate the fact that you have photography skills. <laughs> I'm just telling you because this... I, and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up for outside of the, the reasons I've already mentioned is because when I had my agency, um, the one I had before that I sold, uh, and when I hired people, I when I hired my entire web team, one of the things that I always looked for that, that uh, worked out really, really well was that not only could do they could they do website design, but they had a secondary skill to go with it. Whether that be they're a badass graphic designer or a photographer or a videographer or something like that. And so, like photography is just it just goes hand in hand. Photography, good photography, can make uh, a website. Bad photography can break a website. And so that to me is crucial. Crucial. Uh, skill to have when when uh, building a website, so that like don't underestimate that skill set at all. And I would take full advantage of it if I were you. Awesome, I definitely will. All right, well, Morgan, thank you so much. Why don't you remind listeners one more time where they can find your business in case there's anyone who wants to collaborate with you or um, see the kind of work that you're doing? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, you can 
check out my work and services at my website, which is www.markowski.studio.com and on Instagram at markowski.studio. Awesome. And if you want to join us on the show like Morgan has today, we'd love to chat with you about your business. You can visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. There'll be um, some very simple instructions to uh, book a time and fill out a small questionnaire. And then we'd love to chat with you on the air. Uh, It's a lot of fun for us and hopefully helpful for our listeners. We've heard great feedback from a lot of people who have been on the show. So please join us. Uh, If you've been lurking, now's the time. It's it's still, by the time this episode airs, it'll still be fairly new year time. So if you want to make some progress in your business this year, visit freelance2founder.com. Okay, I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co and also joining me, Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Thanks, Clay, for your time today. Yeah, we'll, for sure. I just yeah, I just want to make sure, like, I, I want to add on to uh, those people that want to come on. Action takers always do the best. That's right. I'm just telling you, the ones that take action, they they do it. And so like they're successful. So fill out the form, come on the show, let us help you. Yeah, we want to help. And it's so fun to hear back from guests who have come on and like six months later, they email us and they're like, hey, I tried some of the stuff you told us, told me, and it worked. And and it uh, you know, my business has grown by this much, or I've seen, you know, th- these other measures of success like it's super super fun so morgan we'd love to chat with you again in another six or 12 months and see how your business is coming along but until then we will uh we'll talk to you soon and we wish you the best of luck thank you guys so much okay we'll see you a lot Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit M-I-L-L-O.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.